Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasy team. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. GCFM, the day is finally here. It is none other than your boy Sean here, back at it again with another edition, the first edition of 2022 of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. I am joined as always by my right-hand man, the man I have not talked to in person since we showed down in our personal fantasy football league championship and the better man won. I'm holding the trophy right here, the 2021 champion of the ESPN fantasy football league. Uh, Mikey rock, please introduce yourself, say hi to our followers and kind of explain yourself for this loss that you took to me and um, you know, our own, our league we've been doing. And on the 10th anniversary of the league, you took the biggest loss you've taken in a while. Um, I was feeling really good about this podcast, and now all this negativity is kind of killing my fucking vibe. Um, it's one-sided negativity. Go fuck yourself, and collusion is all I got to say. Collusion. Uh, GCF fam, what's good? Your boy's back in the motherfucking building. Let's go. We are coming to you live from upstate New York. Coming to you. I'm coming to you from the new and improved GCF studios. Your boy's got a lot more space now. We're going to be laying down a lot more podcasts, a lot more blogs. Mike, that gets us into We're going to recap everything from the offseason. We're going to break it down. This one is, you know, all our podcasts are long, um, but this one might be a little longer for you guys. And Mike, honestly, if you would have told me back when we launched this thing a couple of years ago, we would be getting messages asking when we were going to drop the first podcast. Would you believe that? Because I wouldn't believe that shit at all. Not at all. Um, I remember having like 15, 20 followers on Twitter and I was rethinking my life and my purpose and what the fuck am I doing? And here we are. We got people blowing up our phones at like 10 a.m. asking us dynasty trade questions. And I wouldn't have it any fucking other way now, Sean. I don't know about you, but I loved it. Exactly. We're still questioning all those things. But, you know, as usual, shout out our boy. Shout out our Patreons, man. Shout out Jerry. He's the fucking legend as usual. I know he's been on this shit for a while waiting for us to drop this podcast. We got a lot of fucking guys we got to shout out, to be honest, with you. Friday, you know, your boy Dylan Huey, man. Yo, Dylan. Dylan's going to be paying a lot this year for Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we're, we're going to be relaunching the Patreon with new tiers on June 1st. Now, what that means for you, I'm not going to get into too much detail. You're going to see it on Twitter, on our actual Patreon. Um, a quick quick highlights here and there. There's going to be three tiers now rather than two. Um, the prices are going up. Not anything significantly. I mean, inflation, your boys got to eat too. Um Three tiers, like I said, the first tier is going to be $5, second tier is going to be $7, tier three, God level tier, the legends like Jake, the legends like Friday and Jared, um, they're going to be on it on the top level tier, the God tier, if you want to be on that. But 
for the regular guys listening out there, the ones that just need that guaranteed answers to all their fucking questions, you're going to want to hit up tier two, the $7 tier. This year for Patreon, Mike and I are focusing our top one, two, and three priority is the Patreon, okay? So there's going to be a lot more content on there. You're going to see, you're still going to be able to consume tons of stuff for free. This isn't a money-making thing, but we're just letting you know that if you do subscribe for Patreon, you're going to be getting way more bang for your buck than you did last year. Gambling picks, um, you know, we're putting a lot of different things behind the paywall, a lot of rankings. Um, Mike, we even have a a feature this year in tier three where we'll draft you will be available. We'll draft your team with you live. Um, that's something that I'm going to be taking over. Mike's going to be there too. So get ready for June 1st. Mike, you got anything you want to add before we jump into these off season storylines? Cause this shit is, this was a crazy fucking off season, bro. I got to say, Oh, it sure was. I just want to say, you know, last year, obviously our first year with Patreon and it was pretty successful, but you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we always are going to keep working on growing a better brand for you guys and giving you more advice and knowledge. And we, I don't know, we kind of brainstormed a lot this off season and we're really excited to present all this new information and I don't know, these new tiers and everything for you. So please take advantage of that. And, uh, thank you. We love you guys. This is going to be the biggest fucking year if you're part of the GCF fam, if you're looking for clean cut, polished content, put it in a little box with a little bow, stuff it under the tree for you. You can go somewhere else, go to fucking fantasy pros, go to fucking whatever dumb Twitter egg you guys follow with shitty advice. You're going to get this podcast that we do just by ourselves produced by us content fucking typing up our own shit our own gambling picks we give it to you fucking raw we give you the right answers and speaking of of giving it to you raw the first thing we got to talk about is my boy deshaun watson you like that segue mike i love it love it love it love it allegedly giving it to people raw and not even so listen watson's back if you follow this podcast, if you followed, honestly, it used to be me and Mike, and then I took it over from Mike full time. If you followed me personally, you know Deshaun Watson, my boy. I was holding out for Mike can attest to this. How long was I holding on for, for Deshaun Watson last year in one of our leagues, Mike? I, I think I told you, like on Christmas Day, there was a chance Watson could come back. Yeah, you uh, you were definitely on the Watson bandwagon the whole time, man. Uh, I told you to take it easy, Sean, but you know what? He's fucking back, and we're excited now. It's only uh, Listen, moving forward from here. And I don't it. know. I don't know the limits. I don't know where the line is. Obviously, like Deshaun Watson did, uh, didn't know where it was. Um, but Watson allegedly. to Cleveland, allegedly, Watson to Cleveland, $230 million guaranteed, Mike. I feel like he's going to get suspended still. It was, you know, we don't need to recap the position, or excuse me, the situation totally because everybody knew what happened. He almost went to Atlanta, um, almost went to Carolina too. I think Atlanta man that would have been a great fit oh, hell yeah. but we we wrote the blog about it watson they're saying and me and mike were talking about this the adp stuff's a little wonky we're gonna give it to you this whole podcast right now is adp's 125 that'll change as we're seeing more drafts happen i mean we're only in may so it is what it is but you know i think 
Watson has top three potential going into this fantasy season. I mean, you see the weapons he's surrounded by. Amari Cooper, still uh, arguably the best running back core in in, uh, the NFL, but Mike Talk to me about Deshaun Watson. Obviously, this is a fantasy football podcast, so from a fantasy perspective, not so much. I mean, we know he's a great quarterback. You know, there's a lot of great quarterbacks that sometimes don't translate to fantasy um, success. So what are, what are you thinking for Deshaun Watson going into the 2022 fantasy season? Well, first off, uh, shout out to Deshaun Watson. He's fucking back. Can't hold my man down. Can't hold my man back. In the fucking building. Now that we got that out of the way, the celebration's over, Sean, because Deshaun Watson's a Cleveland Brown. And I don't like I I don't like it at all. I don't. Really? I do not like it at all. And I'm gonna give it to you guys straight because that's what Mikey fucking rock does. He always gives it to you straight. Um he's he's definitely getting suspended, without a doubt. How many games? I don't know. Probably four, six. Maybe eight, probably not that many, but I think it's I think six is a good number. I think so I would, too. Yeah. I would count on six when you're drafting him if you do want to draft him. Yeah. So there's gonna be a suspension, which is fine. We've dealt with that with players in the past being suspended a couple of games, you know, and especially if you get Watson, you can you can get a solid backup quarterback to, you know, lead you for that first month of the season or so to get you through, you know, some hard times. But He's definitely going to get suspended. Roger Goodell, this uh, acting like he's like this upstanding citizen, talking about how we're thoroughly investigating the situation. Roger Goodell doesn't give two shits about Deshaun Watson or you know if he raped or whatever he did to those fucking girls. But anyway, I don't like him in Cleveland, Sean. I think that's I, I don't like the spot for him. I think it's a terrible spot, and here's why: number one. He his number one wide receiver, his receivers in general, but his number one wide receiver is Amari Cooper. And I'm very disappointed in you, Sean, because you, my friend, hate Amari Cooper more than anybody I know in the whole entire world. You've shitted on Amari Cooper his whole fucking career, and you should be yes. shitting on him still because all the fucking guy do, does is drop the goddamn ball. He's done it since he's coming to the league. He's done it in college. He has a drop problem. Um, it's it, it just there's no way around it. He. And that's Deshaun Watson's best weapon on the team. Who does Deshaun Watson have after Amari Cooper uh, from a pass catching standpoint? Donovan People Jones is his number two wide receiver. Um, Your boy, yeah, my boy. The only thing, uh, the only thing that makes him my boy is his last name's cool. That's about it. He sucks. Um, he's got some rookie wide receivers over there. Um, yes. So he doesn't really have a lot of options. Uh, David Njoku's their top tight end, mediocre at best. And this is the Cleveland Browns we're talking about, who's got one of the heaviest Russian attacks, one of the best Russian attacks in the NFL. So I don't think Kevin Stefanski right off the bat is going to like, I I don't think the Browns right off the bat are going to just let Deshaun Watson air the ball out down the field when their strategy and their game plan has always been run, 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 run. Um, I was looking at the numbers Browns last year. They passed the ball, I believe, 53% of the time last year, which was in the bottom five. Um, when you, and when you look at Deshaun Watson's numbers from 2020, when he had, he had a career year, he had almost 5,000 passing yards, he had 30 touchdowns. The Texans passed the ball 66% of the time, the third highest rate. I think when Deshaun there, it's going to be somewhere in the middle, but it's not going to be, he's not going to be airing the ball out left and right. Um, and he's not going to be airing the ball out left and right to guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who was, you know, DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, um, 
who else did he have in Houston? Will Fuller, you know, obviously gets hurt all the time, but a very talented wide receiver. He doesn't have Brandon Cooks catching the ball, who wherever he goes, he fucking cooks. Um, so I love Deshaun Watson, Sean, and I meet personally, NFL from an NFL standpoint, I think he's a top five quarterback, but I don't mm-hmm. see him as a top five fantasy quarterback at all. I, I, I hate, I hate, I fucking hate Cleveland. I hate that franchise. Well, they you. suck. Look what happened. <laughs> just, they just, they don't do anything right with quarterbacks, bro. They don't. And it might, I mean, it could blow up in their face if he gets suspended. I mean, they got him for five years and you know, I, this is just, it just feels different to me. You're right about everything you said. AJ Brown does, or um, Amari Cooper does suck. Excuse me, AJ Brown, we're not there yet. Amari Cooper does suck. He's not worth the money. I was happy for Dallas that they got rid of him, honestly. Yes. Which, surprisingly enough, we're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys this time, guys. Um, I feel like we talk about them a lot, mm. but they don't deserve to be talked you, about after a <laughs> You said you said it yourself. I mean, this team runs a lot. I I think we're going to be seeing Watson be part of that running attack. Sure. I think we're going to see. You know, look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we'll get to him and Hill in a little bit, but after Tyreek Hill, who is in another class besides uh, in another class over Amari Cooper, who did he have behind? Who does um, Mahomes have behind him? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Watson is going to elevate these guys. Um, at the end of the day, I agree with you. I would have liked to see him in Atlanta. Yes. Um, I would have liked to see him in. I, I, my number one spot for him was Carolina with CMC and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I think that would have been uh, the best fit for him. But at the end of the day, it was a place that was going to, you know, pay him the most money. This is the deal they took, and it is what it is. I don't, I don't want to fall into this trap of, oh, it's Cleveland. They fuck up all the time. They never do court. They always fuck up with quarterbacks because I think it's going to be a mistake. The only reason why I'm why honestly, bro, the only reason why Watson isn't my number one quarterback off the board or number two um, is because he might get suspended. I th- I think Watson. He's only twenty six years old. He's going to make these guys better. Who gives a shit if his his who his wide receivers are? You could be his wide receiver. You're scoring six touchdowns, bro. Like this guy is elite, and he's going to be the He's going to be back to his old self. His worst statistical season is comparable to Baker Mayfield's best statistical season. And speaking of Baker Mayfield, he's stuck like Brittany Griner, bro. He's not going anywhere. I think they're going to keep him in Cleveland to ride out this suspension. And I don't want to tap dance on Baker's grave, but... You know, I had to get that Brittany Griner line in that was there. Great. What is what is your shout out Brittany Griner? Um, what is your opinion on the whole Baker situation? Do you think he gets traded? And I'm only bringing up Baker besides the shit on him. It does have fantasy implications for other um, teams. Like we see, there's teams out there that still do need a quarterback that they didn't really execute. Like the Steelers, they got the. Um, rookie but it's like do we see baker going there do we see baker going to a place um like atlanta um something like that we're going to talk about the falcons in a little bit but what's your opinion on this whole watson baker mayfield situation um well baker mayfield's never going to wear a cleveland brown jersey ever again he'll never see the field no not at all bro there's not a chance i mean after the whole situation going down, uh, you know, when Watson was first 
um, getting traded there, you know, and how Baker was acting like a fucking diva and a baby, like he mattered and was actually, you know, a decent quarterback in the league. Like he, that it's over. He cried like a fucking baby. He acted like he was somebody and he's a nobody. So I think his ego and everything, there's no fucking way he will be a backup quarterback um, for the Cleveland Browns or the starter for the first couple of weeks. It's over. It's just a matter of, I get, I think trying to find someone who will take him on and, um, I don't know. There's no way you you just can't have you just can't have that in the locker room. I I think it's terrible for Baker to be in the locker room in that role. Um, he doesn't want it. The Browns clearly don't want him there. Um, yeah. And if if he is there, I mean, you know, it, it's just going to be the same old, same old with wide receivers in Cleveland. They're not going to be. They're not going to have any fantasy value. I don't care who it is. Amari Cooper, Donovan People Jones, none of them. It's you're not going to want any of those guys on your fucking team. I'm sorry. And uh, so, and but Deshaun, you're right. What you said about uh, Watson, he is. I think he will elevate those players and make them better who they are. But they still they yes. they are who we thought they were. And you know, so that's that's that. Who do you, who do you think so? Obviously, Watson, it is what it is. We really do. We're going to know more. Mike and I are going to start the um, preseason, like our rankings and everything sometime in mid-June. And just then we just fucking go on until, you know, the new year through the season. So you're, we're going to get a lot more detail and stuff like that when we go to mini camps and stuff. But, Mike, because Watson – we still got to see what's up in the air with this suspension. Who on the Browns are, if anybody, do you need to have on your fantasy team? Is Nick Chubb still a guy that we want on our team? Because for me, he's not. Kareem Hunt is still out there. He's still going to have pretty good value, I think, because of uh, because of his injury last year. I think his ADP is going to go way down. Is there anybody you're like, listen, I got to get this guy, or this is a guy I'm keeping my eye on? for the Cleveland Browns or is it just such a shit show that you're leaving it alone right now? For the most part, I'm leaving it alone. It's kind of tough to um, tell because, you know, when you're going into a draft, it's all about value and what player is going to be there for you. I, 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 you know, I'm not totally off the Nick Chubb train at all. No one else should be totally, but you know, I'm so off. Yeah. So yes, you're, I, and I get it, but also if Nick Chubb for some reason was there in the third round, you know, how would you not take Nick Chubb there? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I get it. I mean, we, we get caught up. They still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, that's not changing mm-hmm. with Cleveland. They still have an offense that's going to run the ball. Maybe, the, maybe, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, th- them mixing up Kareem Hunt and Chubb too is a killer. And the red zone was kind of a tricky situation, I believe, last year with that's Nick Chubb. But, um, I don't know. Maybe uh, they'll get their heads out of their ass. I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, it's all about value. Oh, it depends, you know, where guys are going to fall. So I'm not totally off of Nick Chubb. I wouldn't be. Amari Cooper takes a huge fucking hit going from, um, you know, well, not a huge hit, but he takes a hit just because. He takes a hit because he's the only guy there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yep. he's the only guy you can really count on. And, like, you know, he had CeeDee Lamb on the other side of him. And um, who's the other wide receiver they had? Gallup's fucking Gallup. Yeah. Like, they had guys. They had fucking Dalton Schultz, you know, 
and now it's, it's really just him. I mean, they got David Bell from Purdue, but he's he's a wide receiver now because of Jamar Chase. You're gonna see um, you're gonna see people think every rookie wide receiver is like the next oh my god next top wide receiver. Yes. Um, but it, it's just not going to happen. And speaking of Jamar Chase, uh, Mike, you can find this out on the pod like with everybody else. Uh, the Jamar Chase signed mini helmet giveaway that we've been sitting on for uh, six months or so. We were going to give it away. Now we're waiting until the beginning of the season to give it away. I moved recently last weekend and almost threw out the um, the bobblehead wow. in, uh, in the box. Wow. Nice. So Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Thank God. Thank God we saved it because it was expensive as fuck. I was going through it. I'm like, oh, we don't need this. Oh, this is all garbage. And then I'm like, wait. (laughs) So my first and foremost, we're moving on from the Browns. I hate talking about Cleveland because you're right. You know, they still got a great, they still got a great offensive line. They still got all that shit, but they still have a fucking coach with his head up his ass. I was in the championship with you against you. I mean, last season and I watched um Nick Chubb who I was I had a healthy lead on you I just needed Nick Chubb to get me a couple points and I watched in the fantasy championship game Kareem Hunt and fucking that other scrub that they have the third string running back get as many touches or not Kareem Hunt the other fucking uh running back um get as many touches as Nick Chubb did and then even outpace Nick Chubb so we're gonna get into that more but I want to bring up the energy a little more. I want to get some positive vibes going, Mike, because I got to say people need to wake the fuck up because they are sleeping on my guy. Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson goes to Denver, finally gets out of Seattle. We saw this coming, Mike, for a while. You and I, we've been talking about it. We were talking about DK, what to think about him, you know, where – we're Jets fans, as you guys know, so we were texting in the offseason wondering, oh, are we going to get Metcalf? What's going on with that? Oh, is Russell out? Boom, the blockbuster hits. You know, people are acting like Russell Wilson's washed up. To me, Wilson's still a top five quarterback when he's healthy. He had a terrible back half of the season last year, Mike, because he came back from an injury that should have taken him six, what was like six to eight weeks to come back. They said he was going to be gone for the season. He was back in 21 days. ESPN, you know, we love them. ESPN's Instagram showing fucking graphics of, um, Oh, the, you know, fucking Russell Wilson tells the doctor to suck his cock. He's back in three weeks. Well, the guy can't fucking throw the ball and the Seahawks look like shit. He's healthy. Now he's in Denver these guys he's got in Denver, man, I don't think Russell Wilson has had weapons like this in his entire career. Javante Williams, our boy, officially going to be the starting running back this year. Even if Melvin Gordon, he is slated to be on the team now, but you never know. We got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, our guy, Tim Patrick, even uh, fucking KJ Hamler, bro, the fourth string uh Wide receiver is going to get some fucking run too. Um, their tight end, I can't even pronounce his name, but you know I'm going to give it a Albert try. Albert O, bro. Albert. Do you know it? You know how to That's say it? That's it, Albert O. That's all you're getting from me. Nah, nah. Albert Oquigbunum. My God. Excuse me? Um, Mike, I think Russell Wilson's going to have a career renaissance. I think 
these guys, these wide receivers in Denver, we've seen flashes of their potential, especially Cortland Sutton, my guy. Their quarterbacks they've had to deal with over their careers. The best one was Teddy Bridgewater, okay? And even that, like, give me a break, dude. I mean, what are we talking about? Do you feel the same way as me about um, Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson? Talk to me because all these guys I got, I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a borderline wide receiver one. I think we finally see Jerry Judy bust into that wide receiver two range if he can stay healthy. I think this is great for um, the running backs involved too. Tell me what's on your mind when it comes to Denver because I think Denver's going to be sneaky, sneaky championship. Um team i think to win it all and then for your fantasy team i think there's a lot of options here before i dig into this did you see the um jerry judy he got arrested like a couple days ago or some shit like a week ago he likes he smacked his fucking girlfriend or he something his or child's something. mother's wallet and baby formula in his car because she took one of his phones um, As he he, Judy's girlfriend used a neighbor's phone to call for help. Judy was arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor, domestic violence, and criminal tampering. So, and you know what? Suspend you know what? him. Not to Goodell, so, suspend him. Not to defend Judy that bad. I'm not defending Judy. I'm just pointing out the media and how like they fucking throw a little extra spice on shit. There's a baby shortage or baby formula shortage in this country right now and they got to throw it in the thing oh he locked the baby away from his formula i mean they wouldn't have put it in the news if he threw the baby fucking 30 yards across the fucking street but now they'll be like oh you know that he hid the baby formula from him give me a break free judy are they gonna suspend i don't know bro they suspend him for anything Uh, i mean i don't know Maybe his girlfriend. Maybe his girlfriend shouldn't have taken his phone, bro. Maybe he um, had a lot of important stuff on there. Maybe he had some like music. Yeah, bus- he's got business to attend to and shit. I don't know. I mean, it's none of her fucking business. But anyway, free Sean, Jew. I fucking absolutely love Russell Wilson, and I'm glad we are on the same page. I love. We made it, bro. Oh, we definitely, made it. bro. I mean, come on. I We have half a brain, so we know that this is great news for fantasy, and we're very pumped up. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of value there because it just doesn't seem like a lot of people are on this Russell Wilson um, uh, bandwagon to the Broncos. It's great. Um, let's look at it a little closer. He's on an offense with talented weapons, like you said. He's got uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, all these guys. He he has young, talented wide receivers, kind of like he did with Seattle. But the difference is he's getting handed a team where he's going to a team where he's not going to have to hand the ball off all the time. Like for some reason in Seattle, Pete Carroll, the coaching staff continued to shove the ball down Chris Carson's throat. I feel like I feel like they should have let him air it out a lot more and um later on in his Seattle career. I believe that was a big problem with him and him wanting to like get out eventually too, because like they wouldn't let Russell Wilson cook, you know? So dude, stop. I, I hate that shit so more than anything. Like really not to cut you off. The the fucking media took that to to an extreme. I remember it was like it was twenty twenty. They had a dead ass serious like ESPN Sunday morning interview with like the Seahawks wide receivers. And this dumb bitch reporter was like, like it was a sit down interview, like they're interviewing the president or something. And this bitch dead serious is like, 
what what does it feel like when Russ is cooking? And they're like answering it like it's like 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 it's a legitimate question. Like, dude, it please Russ is cooking is banned, is officially banned. What? I do not want to hear Russ is cooking. Please go on. I apologize for that. I mean, I just felt it was inappropriate because when you're talking about the corniest bastard in the NFL, I thought it was appropriate. But I will forgive me, I will never say Russell is cooking again. But we are excited um, because now he's going to go to a team. Uh, he's going. He's going to a team that has um, a new head coach, I believe, Nathaniel Hackett, right? And he was with mm-hmm. the Packers, and he's an offensive mind. Uh, and he's coming from a team, obviously, at Aaron Rodgers and MVP, but they're a team that had the most offensive touchdowns um, in his three years with the Packers. So I think. This is all good news for Russell Wilson. I think they're going to let him air the ball down the field because that's what he does best. Um, last year, Wilson, he finished with the second with the most air yards per attempt. And he's been in the first in that category since 2016. Uh, he also was tied fourth for passing yards per attempt last season. The guy throws the ball down the field and he has the fucking weapons there to succeed. Um yeah, all the Bronco wide receivers with deep play making abilities get a huge boost for me. I fucking love it. Um, I'm really excited. Russell Wilson's gonna cook. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's, sorry. Old. He's sorry. only 33. He's gonna be 34 in November. We see guys. I mean, not everybody is Tom Brady, which we're. I'm. I'm surprised neither of us thought. I'm. I'm surprised, and I'm not surprised. Neither of us thought to write down Tom Brady to talk about this podcast, but I'm sure we'll be yeah, talking about you owe, a lot. You owe him an apology, um, too. I don't yeah, know. I don't know you anybody do. an yes, apology. Because the quarterback rankings podcast last year, you shit all over Tom Brady when I labeled him as like the eighth quarterback, yes. and he fucking put in work again. So, I mean, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, Brady won't be in my top ten again this year. I can Brady won't that. what, you said? Um, but I think we're going to see – all right, GCF fam, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there, but we're back jumping right in. Um, Mike, fuck Tom Brady. I am not going to be talking about him, uh, or he's not going to be in my top 10 uh, this preseason. But let's stay on the train with Russell Wilson. I was asking before we got cut off, what, who, if anybody, do you think just off the addition of Russell Wilson um, it is going to have a big, big improvement in their fantasy stock this season. You're saying from the Broncos, what player is going to benefit the most? Just off of Russell Wilson being there. We know we probably like Javante um, Williams the most, but just off, is it Demarius Thomas? Is it Javante? Like, what are you thinking? Well, I don't think it's Demarius Thomas because didn't he die? Oh, dude, I always say Demarius Thomas. I wrote it down. That's I fucked wrote, up, dude. I wrote it down That's, in my notes too, wow. and then erased it. Death is I not a it. death is a sensitive topic, Sean. Let's uh, come on. How did he die? Do we even know? I know, I know. Elon Musk like is running Twitter, and you think you could say whatever you want now, but maybe I'll get unbanned. Um. Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland he was like Sutton he got fucked up at his hotel. I do. He's probably fucking smoking crack and like banging fucking AIDS and vested hookers. I don't know. And Jesus you know, Christ, he's, he's, pretty specific. I don't know. I mean, he's fucking forty years old. How do you how do you die at forty? 
you're a, fuck, a fucking NFL athlete. I don't know. Dude, he was not even. That in all? I mean, that's, I don't know. He was not even 40. There's no way he was even 40 years old. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't 40. But anyway, RIP to Demarius Thomas. Um, sorry to the Thomas family for Sean. Former Jet. Former yes, Jet. Former Jet. Fuck the Broncos. But uh, no, I think uh, Jerry Judy, man. Um, I, I like Jerry Judy the most out of all this. I obviously love Court and Sutton too. We've seen him put up huge numbers, but we've been waiting for Jerry Judy to take off. Uh, this is going to be his third year now. I mean, come on. Who his quarterbacks have been fucked? Your boy Drew Locke, um, your boy Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's getting a Hall of Fame quarterback now on his side who throws a deep ball. Jerry Judy, um, you know, is gonna click with him, I think. And I'm very interested, you know, to see what his average draft position is gonna be. You know, you see all these ADPs right now, and you can't really trust them because I don't really understand what they're based off of. Like, yeah. who's, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, but in a couple of these rankings and um, quote unquote ADPs, I seen Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are within like three, four spots of each other. So I think that's really interesting um, to me. But I, you know, from a PPR standpoint too, I'm, I'm excited for Jerry Judy. I think Jerry <laughs> Judy gets the biggest plus for me. I think we're going to see that a lot. I think we're going to see um, – it reminds me a lot of – I think it was like two years ago with all the Giants wide receivers. Remember like uh, Sterling Shepard and um, Golden Tate and then that other wide receiver they had. Um, they were like two spots ahead of each other in like the 10th round. Um, and, you know, it was kind of like pick one. I like Cortland Sutton. Uh, Jerry Judy was my boy coming out of Bama, but I think the – receiver to own for sure is Cortland Sutton and people sleep on Tim Patrick. I'm one of those people I've been there and I sleep on him all the time. Um, and then he has like two touchdowns against me or, or something, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, Russ, we don't agree on Deshaun Watson, but we'd agree, agree on Russell Wilson. Let's move on Mike to one of my favorite fantasy football players. And that's Devonte Adams to Vegas. Now to me, Mike, this isn't his ADP, which, you know, take it, take it with a grain of salt. It's nine right now, nine overall. Um, I think Adam's value stays the same as long as he stays healthy. Wow, that's interesting. He's elite. He's elite. I love Derek Carr. Derek Carr gets slept on too. He's He could be a top – you can make argument he's a top five quarterback. You look at the stats, look at the analytics stats if you want, or just the plain regular ones that your fucking grandpa had. He's still – in at the top of the game to me though mike i think this is great news even better news for guys like hunter renfro and um darren waller what's your take on the whole thing with him going to um vegas what what do you think here do you agree with me on that what do you think well okay i love Devonte adams first off as well in Vegas. And I know like a lot of people are talking about Adam stocks dropping because Rogers isn't his quarterback. Like, come on. It, he, this is Devonte Adams. We're talking about, and we're talking about a gunslinger and fucking Derek Carr, uh, you know, X team man in college, like best friends with Carr. I fucking love it still. Like, yeah, he might not be like the number one wide receiver, but what, what he's going to drop to like maybe third or fourth best wide receiver. Like, Come on. Um, I think um, his final season at Fresno State, when they played with each other, they had like 24 touchdowns together. Like, this is going to be awesome. And I think I might be more excited for Derek Carr, who I think might actually move into 
like the top 12 quarterbacks for fantasy football now, because, you know, with the addition of this, you know, amazing top wide receiver weapon, um, mm-hmm. with the talent he had around him. But with all that said, Sean, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not huge about Darren Waller now. And, um, really? yeah. And here's why he takes a big hit for me in the tight end rankings. And it's because he's been the lead pass catcher in Vegas, um, for the past few years. And his run at that, his crown is clearly over. It's done because there's a new sheriff in town. Devontae Adams, what's fucking good. He's going to be eating up, you know, a tremendous amount of targets. And that's going to take away from Darren Waller. Darren Waller was the number one guy in uh, for Vegas. So I think it's going to eat into Darren Waller. You know, I'm not saying Darren Waller is a shitty tight end. I'm not saying, you know. Um, he's going to have a bad season because Devontae Adams there. I'm just saying, I think the targets, his targets are going to be, are going to take a step back a little bit, um, with, uh, Devontae Adams there. Yeah. I mean, I could see it for sure, but you know, I, I don't know. I think this team is going to throw, they're probably going to throw more than any other team in the league. And I just think there's going to be enough, of the ball to go around to everybody. I think we're going to see Devontae Adams still getting those deep shots. I think we're going to see Hunter Renfro really open up. I mean, Renfro did his thing against the top cornerbacks on the other team. He was the number one guy. You know what I'm saying? And now it's now he's going to be going up against the second guy. I think he's going to fucking feast on that on the secondaries, you know? As far as Waller goes, we'll see. I mean, I think if he stays healthy, I think he still has a really good skill set, especially in the red zone. It's all about health. I mean, we were going into the season. Me and you are never that high on tight ends, but I think we both liked Waller a lot. And, um, you know, it, it didn't really work out for him. He couldn't stay healthy when he was on the field. He was pretty ineffective. Are you? Would you take Devontae Adams in the first round still? Because that's I think that's where his ADP will stay, to be honest with you. Probably end of the first round, yeah. I would, I think. Um you know, looking at wide receivers that might be around there, I still, I still like Devonte Adams. You know, as probably like the my number two wide receiver, maybe number three going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, not you know, I want to touch on Carr again. He finished last year, Sean, as the thirteenth best quarterback in fantasy last year. Now you're throwing Devonte Adams into the mix. How do you feel? Do you think Derek Carter, uh, Derek Carr? is worthy of being like a starting quarterback in fantasy, or is he going to be like a backup slash, you know, weekly streamer type of guy? hundred percent. No, Derek Carr is going to be starting. If I could take him in, if I could get him for a fair price and what's a fair price? Well, not in the first six rounds, but I think his ADP is going to be seventh, eighth. People are going to have their doubts when they really shouldn't. Um, and I, I think he's going to be a great guy. If you don't go for the high end quarterbacks, like the, um, Kyler Murray's, um, the Patrick Mahomes, which we'll do a whole thing on that with the quarterback rankings in the podcast, man. Cause if there's any year to not take a fucking quarterback, it's the high, it's this one. Cause yeah. we have just been proved right over and yes. over and over, but Derek Carr, man, Derek Carr's the man, bro. Like he really, really is. They're going to throw the ball a lot. He's going to have 40 plus attempts every fucking game. He just is. It's, this is, it's the prime of his career. It's the peak of his career. Um, if there's, if Vegas is going to do it, it's going to be this year. Um, you know, we're just talking about in a vacuum for the 2022 fantasy football season. This is it. 
And like, I, like, I love it too that um, your boy Josh Jacobs they declined his fifth year option. Like Jacobs sucks, <laughs> and they're they after Jacobs. Like who's I can't even remember who the other running back was there. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon yes, Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot this year. Sean, gun to your head, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers this year fantasy football. Oh, uh, Derek Carr. Okay. Dude. All right. Good. Yeah, good. Just check it. Easy, easy. And uh, the hate on my boy Josh Jacobs was unwarranted because me and you got into it pretty rough with him last year. And, uh, you know, 872 yards, nine touchdowns, pretty good running back too. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know why they cut him though? Because his average his average uh, per rush four <laughs> yards. That's not that good. No dude. way. Four? Dude, I wouldn't give him that much credit. It's got to be that's, so much fucking worse than that. That's what they <laughs> said. Fucking horrible. That's the stats, shit. Can, can you drink? Well, speaking of pieces of shit, the next big move we have is your boy, Tyreek Hill to Miami. Well, Honestly, Oh, dude, my God. Don't bring back that fucking day, man. This hurts... That to me, this genuinely hurts both Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I think their values are severely diminished in from a fantasy perspective because they're not together anymore. Um, the media and everybody, like you know, not to be like all oh, mainstream media, but like the big outlets like ESPN, um, fantasy pros, like the big writers, CBS Sports. They're pushing the narrative of, oh, nobody has the most accurate deep ball than Tua tag the low or whatever. God. Like some some statistic. Yes. No, you're right. The most accurate. You're right. Dude, Tua, I I'm a I'm still a Tua fan. I think he gets like too much hate. He's just not like I think he's a shade better than a backup quarterback. So, you know, that's why he's starting and that's why he's I like he he has good moments, but Dude, he's not going to – It's Tyreek Hill really, really took off with Patrick Mahomes. His ADP is still in the first round, Mike. I think it's like – or let me see. God, I need those people in my league. It's actually 15. So it's in the second round. I still need those people um, in my league. Yeah, but it's because of his big – we, we were never big Tyreek Hill fans when it came to fantasy uh, football. Regular football, I get it. I wanted him to come to the Jets. I get what he does. Um, I'd rather have Jalen Waddell by far what's your thoughts on this whole move and you know give me a little bit about what you think of uh Mahomes down there in Kansas City now without him uh I'm a little worried about Mahomes down there his receivers suck dude I mean really Juju Smith-Schuster's is not I mean he's got Kelsey still but it's like dude he's playing with fucking JV roster guys uh at wide receiver it's fucking horrible down there I mean, I'm not totally off the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon by all means, but you hit it on of the course. head, dude. Like with the quarterbacks, people drafting quarterbacks early. You is anyone going to pick a quarterback in the second round, third round again? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I wouldn't, but I'm not a, a fucking retard. But I think Hill to the Dolphins is number one. It's great for Tua, obviously, because. You know, you're getting a speedster, playmaker, guy who could take over the game wide receiver. One problem, uh, two is not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's not even close. Um, Patrick Mahomes probably throws better lefty than Tua, probably throws a better deep ball lefty than Tua. And th this stat, this is great. He, Tyreek, 
he thrived with Mahomes right for years, and he was winning yep. your matchups with the speed, with specifically with the deep down the field uh, passes. Now he's going to a quarterback who was ranked thirtieth in air yards per attempt last season. Sean, thirtieth in air yards per attempt. That's that's Tyreek Hill's bread and butter, and you know, dude, it's terrible. And I think he's going to be targeted less as a deep threat because. Tua can't throw the ball deep, even though he's so fucking accurate. Apparently, these fucking nerdy analysts made up some new stats, I guess, and said that. But I think I mean, he's going to be like more. I think he's going to have to be more like a possession receiver. They're going to probably run a lot of screen passes with him, and you know, five yard slants, um, because they just you can't throw the you can't throw the deep ball down the field. Uh, it's it's going to be too many, um, I don't know, toss ups. And Tyreek Hill is not the biggest guy in the world. So I don't know. Um, I think we got to, you know, consider too that they have a new head coach with Mike McDaniel, uh, yep. who comes from the 49ers offense that emphasizes the running game. It's just all these things that I'm throwing at you guys adds up to Tyreek Hill not even being a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy this year. So, dude, I honestly think not even a top 10. Interesting. I, I can't say I disagree with you. I think we're going to see Tyree Kill being used more in a like Debo Samuel type of role. Mm. I think they're going to have him run the ball. I think they're going to throw the ball to him more. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, maybe it would be probably be smarter on their end because Tua can't throw a deep ball. So maybe utilize this playmaker, this speedster, and you know, that type of situation. Um, it's interesting to me. I mean, I think Tyree Kill definitely could finish as a wide receiver one on the low lower end side, but I, mean, I don't have I don't have my hopes up for it, you know. Um he barely finishes as a wide receiver one. Well, he's so hit or miss, and we touched on this early last year when we did our wide receiver rankings, because I always shit on Tyree Kill and because he'll finish as like the number two, the number three wide receiver. But it's like if you take away his you know, two top games of the year, he's like um, a mid wide receiver too. Cause he'll go off for like 200 yards and three touchdowns in a game. And then he'll have yeah. like, you know, you know, 60 yards on three catches the next game. And it's just too, he's too inconsistent. And I just don't think it's going to work, especially from a fantasy standpoint. Um, Definitely. And not, fuck Tyreek Hill. So. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on because we've we've banged this fucking Tyree Kill drum forever now. Um, next up, our guy, well, maybe our former guy, AJ Brown of Philly. To me, Mike, the value takes a hit, and it says his ADP is eighteen, which I'm not buying that. That's got to be a mistake. Um, the the value takes a hit, not because of the quarterback. He just can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, last year we were hyping him up saying, you know, top five wide receiver, maybe top three we were talking about potentially. Um, That's the big thing, health, because um, otherwise, I mean, a lot of people, you know, him going to Philadelphia, everyone's like, oh, A.J. Brown's dead. Like, you know, it's done. But if A.J. Brown could stay healthy, I, I really, I don't think it's as bad as people are how, how people are saying it is i don't know how you feel about it how, how, how do you feel about i mean i know philadelphia obviously isn't the best scenario for a wide receiver to go to but like do you think it's that bad of a situation for him i uh, know dude i'm a jalen hurts guy so like i'm one of the people 
that is not shitting all over him and and thinks it's a fucking terrible uh you know a, a terrible move for him i mean i i think he'll still be good but to me it's just it's the health and when you're dealing in an era where there's so many good wide receivers out there why risk it i mean uh fantasy pros has aj brown as the 10th overall um wide receiver Let, mike let's play a game real really quick would you rather have keenan allen or aj brown keenan allen Metcalf or Brown? Brown. Deontay Johnson or Brown? I'm going to say DJ. Scary Terry McLaurin or Brown? Brown. Jalen Waddle or Brown? That's my favorite. That's uh, that's a tough one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Waddle for now. I like Waddle a lot, man. And Waddle's ranked 18th, and and uh. AJ Brown's ranked 10th. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you're going to pay a lot. And I had AJ Brown ranked fifth overall last year. I think I, I would have taken him. I was taking him in the second round in drafts. I thought he was going to take off. And it's like, he's this hurt this early in his career. I wonder if he stays healthy. I think he can, he can be as good as anybody else, but I don't, I'm not confident he's going to stay. Healthy. I wonder if these ADPs take into factor, like, drafts that happened before the trade happened you know well this is just their this is just rankings this is their rankings yeah this is their rankings yeah they have him 10th overall metcalf's 13th overall keenan allen's uh 12th overall i i want to real quick i want to touch on jalen hurts because i gave him a lot of hate last year and you know i gotta give him uh you know i gave him i started giving him more credit towards the end of the year and I want to give him some credit right here as well because people are shitting on him, um, especially like from a deep throwing standpoint and him just not being a good quarterback. And everyone's talking about how AJ Brown's going to take a big hit because he's going from Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have news for you. I think Jalen Hurts might possibly be a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. And the kind of the numbers kind of back it up. Like it's, I agree. It's similar passing attempts per game last year, right? Ryan Tannehill um, threw 31 times a game. Jalen Hurts threw 29 times a game. Tannehill had a better completion percentage by a couple points. We'll give him that. But passing, um, and this is this is where it comes into the factor to me about why I'm not so down on AJ Brown if he could stay healthy. Passing yard per attempt, 7.3 compared to Ryan Tannehill, who averaged seven yards. Um, passing yard plays of 20 plus yards. Jalen Hurts had 44 plays on that. Ryan Tannehill, 35. So, I mean, is it, is he really going, is he really downgrading at quarterback that much that we need to like freak out about Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I, I don't think so, but you're right. The injury history, especially last year, right out of the gate, he was hurt. Um, and it's just been, it's been a situation with him. So to speak. that's what it is. And it's trendy to shit on Jalen Hurts. I mean, the the playoff game, I mean, they made the playoffs and they got a fucking ass rate by Tampa. And, you know, they just they the coaching staff asks um, Jalen Hurts to be Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, and he's not. They don't run the ball. They don't establish the run with a running quarterback. Um, and then, you know, he can probably make. 
10 great throws a game, right? Um, they just need to use him better. And I think out of those 10 great throws a game, I think A.J. Brown could catch five of them and have them two touchdowns included in those and, you know, really be that next level type of guy. But that's why when I talk about this shit, I'm not talking about Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about A.J. Brown's health factor. So we'll see with him, man. I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of wide receivers that that moved around. Um, the next one we have up is our guy, Robert Woods to Tennessee, Bobby trees, AKA uh, Bobby lakes. Shout out Mike. Um, I'm not too excited for him. Honestly, with Tannehill, I was wondering what, what are you thinking? I mean, his ADP looks like it's in the seventh or eighth round right now. I think it'll probably stay there to be honest with you. What are you thinking about? Um, Robert Woods going in the 2022 season. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, you know, I'm pretty down on him. 31 years old, coming off an ACL tear, mm-hmm. uh, major, major hit at quarterback. Uh, I guess he's in line to be ready for training camp, but that's not 100. And, and if he misses that, you know, that's more time. Um, you know, chemistry he's missing out on with his quarterback. Um, yeah. But if he comes back and healthy, he could have the highest target share. Um, with his new team, but I don't know. I kind of like Traylon Burks as well too. Not, not that I like him, but I think Traylon Burks, you know, they drafted him in the first round for a reason. And, uh, he, he might be, he probably will be the wide receiver one, but I think it's kind of a toss up between, you know, once Woods comes back and whatnot, if Woods falls later in the drafts, I definitely could see myself drafting him, but you yes. got to see, you got to understand that he's an, is an older wide receiver coming off an ACL tear. He's definitely not going to be sharp early on. They're not going to, you know, he's not, he's going to have a very low snap count, um, which he's not used to in his career. He, he honestly has one of the highest snap shares when he's healthy and on the field. So it's, they're going to ease him back and it's going to be really slow. I could see myself drafting Woods though, as like, you know, if I'm lucky enough as like my fourth wide receiver, if people are really scared of him, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not crazy, but I love Robert Woods, but not a 31 year old guy coming off ACL tear. And with Ryan Tannehill as your fucking quarterback. Robert, I I agree with you. And Robert Woods to me, (sighs) Robert Woods to me, honestly, is a guy, I think best, best case scenario. He's going to be in one of your flexes. If you have a two flex league, I'd take him later on just for that upside. Mike 31 with the ACL tear, you're right. But it's not 34 with an ACL tear. I do think he still has some left in the tank. I think what could be disaster for him and make him totally fantasy irrelevant is if they take Tannehill out and start Malik Willis, the rookie that they drafted. Um, Terrible quarterback. Don't even know why he got drafted out of Liberty. I I mean, he can't throw the ball. So I I don't really know what happened with that. If we see that happen, you know, we, we, we had to throw in Robert Woods because you guys know, if you've been following us, we really supported him. And the last two years he was a steal in fantasy drafts. Um, But, you know, it just, it feels like that ride is over, Mike, you know, and it's, you know, this is, that was Cooper cups team. They got rid of woods. um, And it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, 
just to round up this segment, speaking of guys that are probably washed up, Mike, this is just for you, man, because we had to talk about it because this is this is your boy, Matt Ryan to Indy. Now, this is before we get to the running backs, so hang on tight with us. But what are you thinking about Matt Ryan to Indy and, you know, Wentz to D.C.? you have anything fantasy relevant? Do you think that affects anything, really? Uh, Not much. I mean... You know, Matt Ryan's 37-year-old quarterback. Age has got the best of him. Uh, his points per game average has declined um, each of the last four seasons. You know, personally, though, Sean, I know you're not going to agree with me, but I, I I, think Matt Ryan is better than Wentz. Um, Wentz, he, uh, he had more touchdowns in week 9 to 12 than he did all other games combined. Um, so I'm not like... I don't think Pittman's value that, you know, I want to see how you feel about Michael Pittman now with Matt Ryan there. I don't think his value is completely diminished, but, um, you know, Matt Ryan to the Colts is not, I'm interested to see what happens from a football standpoint, more than a fantasy football standpoint. You kind of know what's going to happen. Fantasy football is not going to be very relevant, but I'm just interested to see Matt Ryan finally behind, you know, he's 37, but finally behind, a excellent offensive line with an excellent running back. Um, I'm curious to see how the Colts are going to run out. I think they're kind of a sleeper team for me um, this year. We talked about that, like sleeper Super, um, super Bowl contenders, uh, you and I, not too long ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not it doesn't it's not a big deal to me uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Doesn't really doesn't I like it. I like Matt Ryan. I think I think Pittman's value goes up. Yep. I think that, you know, Ryan is still he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, yeah, he's a little older, but he just turned thirty seven, I think, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um we he's not Tom Brady, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's, you know, just a tier below those guys. I would I still have I think um I think Pittman's going to be fine. I think Jonathan Taylor obviously is going to be fine. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I think we see Carson, you know, the same we saw with Carson Wentz last year. Cause you know, Wentz, it's so cool to shit on Wentz now. Everybody thinks it's funny since they melted down. But I mean, there was a time there where we were telling you guys to start Carson Wentz in the middle of the season when, you know, he was averaging at least two touchdowns and no turnovers. Um, and from a fantasy perspective for a guy, if you had an injury or, you know, you were just needed a quarterback late in the round, that was pretty good. And that's why I like Wentz over. Well, that was also when I think to be fair, when they weren't giving Jonathan Taylor, the, the respect respect uh, yeah. on his name That's true. and they weren't giving him the carries he needs to remember how pissed off we were like middle of the season it was yeah. a joke it and then all the, then yeah. they started giving it to taylor they got their heads out of their asses and started shoving it down their throats but i think sean uh, sorry to cut you off but i i think no, um i think matt ryan there is a, a safer option than carson wentz too because i think he's a more dependable option at quarterback from a health standpoint as well because carson wentz throughout his career, you know, has been riddled with injuries as well. Matt Ryan has been consistently healthy, has been consistently on the field. So um, I think that's a pretty positive sign for his wide receivers. And I guess even Jonathan Taylor as well to not have to worry about having the backup quarterback coming in. Like Matt Ryan's probably going to play every game. He doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
it's going to be interesting to see. I'm more interested from a football standpoint yeah. with that team. Um, cause, but the AFC is just so fucking stacked, yeah. dude. You know right. what I'm saying? That it's just like, are you, are we really counting? They could have a good season and like not even make the playoffs just cause it, like, why do you think Brady came back to the NFC? You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a clear path. Um, but I like Wentz in DC for Terry McLaurin. Um, I just think, unfortunately for McLaurin, Wentz is probably the best quarterback he's had in DC. Um, the Alex Smith season was great, but you know, I don't know, man. I I, th- I think Wentz still has a little bit left in the tank. Um, just I wouldn't pick him to be my quarterback to actually win games. But again, from a fantasy perspective, it is what it is, and I can count on him. All right, Mike, this is what the people came to see i feel like right at the beginning of the fantasy draft season the prep season it's all about the first round the big fucking names let's get in our segment do you trust me this is the running back edition okay we'll do wide receivers quarterbacks all that stuff in future podcasts but this one we got the running backs and we're talking the top tier running backs and first off mike are you ready for this? First, I am so ready to talk running backs, dude. My dick is bulging out of my pants right now. Nice, yes. nice. I was put wondering what you put that picture in your head. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty small one. Saquon Ugh. Barkley. Uh, now I'm soft. Right, and I, I regret saying top tier too. Saquon Barkley, his ADP as of right now, and Mike, I think it might stay this way is 33. <laughs> I think we might see. I think we might see it go into the twenties, but you can't oh, trust. God, him. I love this. I love fantasy football. We we are tap dancing on his grave a little bit because we fucking told you guys not to draft Saquon Barkley. I remember telling people last year there was no scenario I would want Saquon Barkley. I would take Devonte Adams before Barkley. I'm staying away from him. And Mikey played 13 games, so he stayed healthy. 13 games. 593 rushing yards, two touchdowns. You trust in Saquon? I uh, come on. Do I trust do I trust Saquon? Do I do I trust uh my kids to be around a priest? No, absolutely not, dude. Yeah. I mean listen, I don't know if you heard the other day Saquon uh graduated from Penn State. He probably realized his chances of making big money in the NFL are done because he's fucking trash. Uh it's time for him to find a new career, I think. But in all seriousness, no, you can't. You can't trust this guy at all. You, you can't trust him. You can't trust the Giants' offense at all. They're fucking horrible. Everything about the Giants is horrible. Um, yeah, he played thirteen games. We're, let's throw a fucking parade for him. Uh, he still missed four games. He missed the the running back misses games. You can't have that out of your top running back, uh, especially when you're drafting a guy. And what is that the fucking third round come on man that's terrible it would be yeah the end of the second third yeah yeah third round i mean he played he played, he played 13 games he missed four right and he still ended i believe outside of the top 30 for running backs it says it all he statistically um had the worst season of his career too i was looking at his numbers the other day mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what they are but uh he had the least amount of um rushing yards per game the least amount of receiving yards per game um in his career i think maybe the one positive we can look at with saquon is the offensive line is improving um because now maybe they have a competent gm i don't know but i don't even want saquon on my team as my running back 
two, not even for a second. I don't even know about running back three, Sean. Uh, maybe if I can get him really late, but it's like I'm drafting a guy to not even dress on the team because he's going to get fucking hurt. You can't trust this motherfucker. We don't trust Saquon. He's on the do not draft list for sure. Unless you get him in some crazy value fifth, sixth round, but there will always be some dumb giant fan that's going to take him. So don't worry about it. Next up, we have my boy, Christian McCaffrey. Another injury plague season, Mike. Only played seven games. That's only 10 in the last two years, Mike. 442 yards, only one touchdown last year. He did have, let me see, 37 receptions for 343 yards and a touchdown. So when he was healthy, we saw we saw the CMC that we're used to, but he just couldn't stay healthy. What are you thinking? Do you trust him? By the way, right now his ADP, which I think will stay about the same, is four. You know, it's you can't argue his talent. He averaged 24 points per game um, in PPR in his five full games. Five. You heard that? Five full games. Uh, legit, his only concern is health, Sean, and it's a huge concern with him. It's kept him out, you know, most games past couple of years. Um, Panthers offensive line's gotten better. They probably have a better quarterback, um, even though he's a third rounder with, uh, what's his name, uh, Matt um, uh, Coral. But mm-hmm. I don't trust him. I don't. I mean, maybe if he falls outside the top five, but I, I, I can't trust taking him um, number four when he just constantly is getting hurt, constantly not on the field, constantly not part of my starting lineup. I think the Panthers are going to baby the shit out of him. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, the other running backs coming in, a lot of substitutions with him. um, Obviously, you could trust his skill set. He's the best running back when healthy in fantasy football. But, you know, health is the big kicker right there. I don't trust CMC at all. I don't know how anyone really can trust him. I don't know if you can trust him at all, especially with a fourth overall pick. Let's be honest. He's not slipping past the first round. If you are drafting, if you are playing fantasy with guys that don't take CMC in the first round, it's just, I mean, you're probably going to win because, and you listen to us, so you're definitely going to win. But I don't think you can trust him, but I think you can't. If he's there for you in any pick after three, I feel like you have to take him. Just the potential is too high. And when you think about it, we're all running the risk of these of guys getting hurt. You know what I mean? There's always that over line that underlying fear of, oh, this guy might get hurt. And before um CMC before 2020, CMC was the picture of health. He was yes. always playing. So it's like, it is what it is. Do I trust him? No. Do I want him on my team in a PPR league? Absolutely. In a standard league, you know what? No, I probably go a different direction. But PPR, you shouldn't be playing standard anyway. But PPR, definitely want CMC on my team, but I do not trust him. Um, Mike, next up, we have your boy, your third born son. James Mm -hmm. Conner. Last year, let's see here, 15 games, only started six of them. 752 rushing yards, but 15 
touchdowns, Mike. The guy was a fucking touchdown machine, and he added on another three uh, receiving touchdowns. That's 18 total touchdowns. Do you trust James Conner? I'll look at his ADP right now because I don't um, see him. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think Fantasy Pros had him ranked 13th. So low-end running back one, high-end running back two. And I'm, I'm ADP 26th overall right now. Not bad. I, I'm trusting him, and I would love to get him in that spot, Sean. Um, I'm trusting him because of what we saw last season. And the trust that they have in him, the Cardinals, when they signed into a three-year, $20 million deal and kicked Chase Edmonds' ass right out the fucking door. Um, I love it. And I know Connor's had some injury history here and there, um, but he was pretty healthy for the most part last season. And, um, you know, he split the backfield a pretty solid amount of the time too. But now we're looking at backup running backs like Eno Benjamin and um, some guy, Keontae Ingram, who they drafted in the sixth round. Like, that's James Conner's competition. So I don't think we're going to see James Conner in like another 50 50 split. Um, I think we're going to see him handle a larger workload, not maybe not like a, uh, you know, Calbell running back status, but I think he's going to see um, a larger workload, more carries, more involved in the passing game. His touchdowns have to decline. You know it's going to decline. I think I believe he had 18 touchdowns on the year. Um, I think he had a, you know three receiving touchdowns as well. But he's um, yeah. I just said well, that. you said just you said, said 15 Russian touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I said he had. Oh, is that what you said? Fuck yeah. you. So um, yeah, I think I think he's going to end up being. Um, I think his ADP might go up when people start to realize that you know. I think it's going to be firmly yes, second. I round. think so. Too. And it, he's he's the perfect. He's the perfect. Oh, I'm definitely targeting him as you my go, running back too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. If you go back to back running backs, which you most you really should, unless like you're later. On, I think if you have a top five pick, he's going to be there for you in the second round. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think so. And if you if you score, you know, say you get Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, you know one of these top running backs and you pair him with James Conner, you have the best running backs in your league that you have the best one, two punch in your league right there. So I'm trusting James Conner, man. He, I think he's a fucking stud. I think he's a great fit in that offense. Um, and I mean, trust him. Speaking of Austin Eckler, have you looked at rankings and yeah, shit they're lately? hyping him up, man. You know, Austin Eckler is my guy, but I'm pretty sure they got him like as a top three, top four running back. <laughs> Dude, they have him top two. Like that's crazy, man. That's fantasy. crazy. Uh, the fantasy pros well, you know, does right now. You know it's why though? Because they, there were so many injuries once again to the running back position, and uh, like mm. Derrick Henry. Um, you know he's going to be an interesting one with his injury last year. I still think he's going to put in work, but there's I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna be fine. Yeah, I. I just think it's funny because we have been telling, we've been banging the fucking Austin Eckler drum for the past two years. And now the rest of the fantasy football industry is caught up. And now it's all about Austin Eckler. I mean, they like to put Austin Eckler over Derrick Henry. If I would have told you that a year ago, I think you and I maybe would have believed it, but I think the majority of fantasy people definitely wouldn't have not definitely yeah, would not. No, I agree. It's, it's crazy. I mean, maybe people are starting to think age is catching up to, Derrick Henry and, um, you know, his huge workload all these years. 
I don't know, but Derrick Henry uh, is going to be a fucking beast again, folks. Hate to break it to you. I wonder what I wonder what your girl uh, Steph Smalls thinks about um, Austin Eckler going second. Um, I don't know. She probably is drafting Saquon number one because like the Giants over everything. And probably and, and being super racist, most in, racist in person. But hey, you know. Uh, next two we got Mike. We got Cam Akers. His ADP is somewhere in the tenth round. Mike, this was a guy we loved going into last year. At least I did. Um, obviously, he had the ACL or the was it the was it an yeah, ACL tear? So. ACL tear. Um, came back for the playoffs. Almost fucked the Rams a lot. Um, you know, yeah, that fumble and shit in the NFC uh, championship game and stuff. But you know, he did his thing. I think he is a great sleeper. I do trust him. What do you think about Cam Akers? Um, well, I don't know, Sean. I don't know what to think of Cam Akers, honestly, because Daryl Henderson was having a pretty good season for them last year. And I mean, I, 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 the whole Rams in general, I'm a little nervous about I'm, I'm, I'm worried about a little Super Bowl hangover and stuff, but, um, I don't know. I we loved Cam Akers last year and he didn't I don't know, he didn't really show as much in the playoffs last year. And I know he's coming back from an injury and everything, but I just see I think the Rams are gonna con- continue to go with like a running back uh by committee type of situation there with Daryl Henderson. What's his what's his ADP? Uh, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Did you say that? Uh yeah, in the around the oh, tenth, tenth round. round, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, if it's there, yeah. then that's a fucking no brainer to me. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm a little. I'm just I'm it's interested be, to see how McFay's gonna um handle the workload there. I honestly think it's gonna be in like the no man's land type of rounds, like probably from like six to eighth round. I think you'll be seeing Cam Akers there a lot, and I think that's gonna be great value. And I mean, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see how they fit him in. But I do think. I think he's going to be worth it, and I and I would trust him. Um, all right, the last guy we have, Mike, Aaron Jones. Um, last season he had, you know, kind of a down year for him. Didn't break a thousand yards, only seven hundred ninety nine. He did get hurt. He had four rushing touchdowns. I'm trying to see if he had any receiving touchdowns. But AJ Dillon really took over as you know. Not the feature back, but, you know, clearly splitting uh, carries. They said they had option 1A and 1B um, in reference to Dylan and uh, what you would call it, in reference to Dylan and Jones. So his ADP, Mike, let me see here because I bet you it is in the first round. Um, his ADP right now, oh, it's it actually looks like it's. It's in the second round, 25th overall right now. Um, still only 27 years old. What are you thinking? Are you trusting Aaron Jones on your fantasy team? If I can get him in the third round, maybe. Um, I'm not very confident in it, though. I, I was really surprised with Green Bay originally when they re-signed him to that big deal, um, considering how they had A.J. Dillon's nuts in their mouth. But A.J. Dillon, oh, yeah. you know, has he's been, you know, a very solid you know, second, you know, I guess you could say 1B option f- uh, filling in that role that Jamal Williams used to fill there. 
So, um, and in the last couple of weeks of the season, yeah, Dylan put in work and he got, a, I think he got a lot more carries than Aaron Jones in that time. But I still think at the end of the day, uh, Aaron Jones is going to be fed a lot. You got to remember, Devont, no Devontae Adams now in Green Bay. I mean, who is Green Bay's top wide receiver options? Sammy Watkins. Um, I know Marquez Valdez-Scantling is one of those shitty receivers that signed with the Chiefs. Uh, the Lizard King, Alan Lazard. Like, who's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? We know Aaron Jones eats out of the backfield from a pass-catching standpoint. A.J. Dillon can't hold his jock strap in that regards. But I think... Randall Cobb, bro. Come on. Uh, he should have retired years ago. But I... The depth chart is Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, uh, oh, that yeah. rookie, oh, I yeah. think, and, and, uh, and Randall me. Cobb. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys that deserve respect in their names. But... They're going to emphasize the rushing attack, which they, you know, they have in there. And I think it's going to be a large portion of a, you know, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot and they're going to utilize those running backs a lot. So even with AJ Dillon there, I like, I like Aaron Jones. This isn't the same Aaron Jones when he was racking up, you know, close to 20 touchdowns in a season, but he still definitely has some value there. Dude, AJ Dillon's ADP is in the fifth round. I think it's gonna stay yeah. that way. Um, I would I'd rather AJ Dillon. I mean, just watching I had Jones on my team on my fantasy team and I watched a lot of the Packers because of that. And really just seeing how they called those games, how they utilize both of them. I really don't see how you can trust how you really can trust either one, but if I had to trust one, because obviously points are getting are there to be had, I would take AJ Dillon. But you also got to remember, man, Aaron Jones still has that yeah. big playability. He's going to be the one that you know takes out of the backfield the little shuffle pass and takes it to the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? So he's definitely a guy that I still would want on my team. He just has to fall in the right way. Um, and you know, I don't would know. You, I, would, I would you be happy with Aaron Jones away. as your Second running back. Oh okay, yeah, good. I'd be ecstatic. But I don't. Th- I don't think that'll. I don't think yeah, that'll okay. be possible. I think. I think guys will snag well, him I up. Think the it's guy possible. that took Devontae Adams. I mean, if you go, if you, yeah. you grab Aaron Jones as your uh, running back in the third round. So I mean, you said his ADP is twenty five. That's beginning of the third round, right there. I think that's coming down, though, man. I I don't. I don't see it. I think that the guy that took Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill is going to take Aaron Jones with a second-round pick. I could be wrong. We'll see. I mean, these ADPs will come clear. Once June starts, the middle of June, people start drafting like crazy, um, which is stupid. But we'll see how all that shit goes, man. I mean, at the end of the day, bro, GCF podcast is back. I love it, dude. You know what? The people need us too, Sean, because – you know, GCF in the off season, we sit back, you know, cross our arms, and we look at Twitter and all these shitty fantasy football analysts. I'm talking to you, Josh Larkey. I fucking hate these people. I mean, oh, Who's dude, Josh please. Larky? These our, our followers probably know him. Look him up. This cornball motherfucker. He is so nerdy, and he is starving for attention. It is so sickening. I mean, this guy must have been bullied so hard in 
in high school. I remember watching him. I, I seen some fucking stupid thing on Twitter. He was jumping this in the snow, flopping like a fish in his underwear just to get people to hear him talk about the targets that some fucking fourth string wide receiver is going to get on the Washington Commanders. Like, give me a fucking break, bro. Jesus I Christ. hate these fucking people. You guys need it. You guys need GCF back. You need GF back, man, because it, we're going to bring some stability to your lives. We're going to bring some fucking manliness to your lives. Not this pussy fucking it's just real shit. fantasy analyst nerdy shit. I don't know, Sean. A lot of the, a lot of the like fantasy football community on Twitter specifically is just very try hard, very like dorky. And there's nothing wrong. If you want to be a dork, bro. Go ahead. ahead. I just speak for myself, not for Mike. But with Grand Central Fantasy, you know where you're getting with us, dude. Like, we just give it to you straight where it's not like the common man shit because we are nerds with this stuff. We do go hard. We just don't throw it up in your face. And at the end of the day, we truly love and support our followers. Like, that we got, we call you guys our family because like we consider you guys our family like you're there for us you support what we want to do and you know we still work full-time this is just a hobby but it's like you got two guys that are fucking killing the fantasy game and we want to help other people get to that next level and that's what it's all about it's not us we're not fucking stars you're gonna be seeing us a little more like we're gonna be doing like twitter videos and twitter spaces and shit you know you'll see you saw mike's uh, face reveal last year You'll see my ugly Irish mug too, but at the same time, it's just like you're not going to see us flop around in the snow. No, we're not talking about just for followers that are probably fake, dude. I I don't ever want to get to twenty thousand followers, bro, because this is, uh, dude. And I just got a notification, recent tweet from Josh Larkey. This I'm telling you, bro. Show sure, check him out. He is the absolute worst. He is so bad. You're gonna hate him, bro. What is he doing? When you hear his voice, I I'm telling you. Well. You're just going to know right away this guy was – they were killing him in high school. Stuffing his ass into a oh locker. God, this guy has – he had no probably, business. He's got no yeah. business talking about football. Well, that's Twitter in general, right? Like it's just a bunch of fucking losers. You know what's like, funny actually? Especially um, – He follows us. And I, <laughs> yeah. Does he I, really? I, we might follow him too actually now that I think of it, but – I think we do. Yeah. Shout out Josh Slarky, bro. That's my guy. I'm trying to go on, actually fuck Mike. Josh, listen to me. I'm trying to go on FTN fantasy football podcast. Have me on. We'll talk about like your past trauma. I'm in the mental health field. We'll talk about what happened to you in high school and maybe we could get you to work for Grand Central Fantasy one day. Um, Mike, to wrap it up, because last year we fucking hit the draft pretty hard. I know people liked it this year. From a fantasy perspective, I don't see too, too much that's going to impact like the first couple rounds. Um, so who is your favorite? So we're just going to pick one um, rookie that we definitely want on our fantasy teams uh, this year. Mike, who do you have as your guy that you want? on your All teams? right. Well, you know, we were talking about this the other day and I know who your guy is. Um, and yes. I'm going to. He is the, the guy, now. so I decided to go with the other guy because I wanted to, you know, give you, you know, the spotlight with that. But the other guy is Drake London. And I love everything Drizzy. about Drake London. The only thing I don't like is his landing spot. 
you know, because he has a backup quarterback basically starting for the Atlanta Falcons in Marcus Mariota, who's proven he's not a starter in the league. But, you know, let's look at the pros with Drake. He's the best wide receiver in the draft. And I know some people say uh, Garrett Wilson and, you know, there's a couple, you know, there was a lot of first round wide receivers drafted. Um, let's not, let's not make this a competition. The best wide receiver in the draft was Drake London. He led the nation in most contested catches last year. He's not just a big target, but he's a big target with some serious ups and he's joining a team, Sean, who has zero talent at the wide receiver position. I mean, I said it all the time last year. Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver, but technically speaking, he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. So, um, when he was drafted, he was like instantly anointed the wide receiver one for the Falcons right off the bat because no one else on the yeah. Falcons, I bet you 90% of our followers can't name another wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons. You, you got to think right off the bat, Marcus Mariota, when he's throwing the ball, is going to be targeting him a lot. I, I'm projecting at least 120 targets, Sean. Um, and right off, just speaking of the targets alone, means he's going to be very fantasy relevant. He's going to he's going to catch a lot of those balls like I said. He's one of the best uh contested catchers in the game. Um now I don't want to go out and reach for this guy, but like you know, I don't want to I don't want to say that he's a guy that you have to go and get and you know, early on and stuff because at the end of the day he is a rookie. Um I know, you know, Justin Jefferson and and there's Jamar Chase like you have those rookies that come in and they and they kill it right off the bat. I don't think Drake London's going to hit the scene like that, but I think he can be a very, very um, good player on your team, like a wide receiver three, maybe flex play. Um, and I just wish he went to a different team. I really wish. It's interesting. A lot of these wide receivers that got drafted, you know, obviously they're good. They get drafted a little earlier, but they all went to fucking shitty teams, like bad quarterback teams and stuff. So, but you know what? It is what yeah. it is. Drake London's there in Atlanta. He's going to get targeted a lot. He's going to be the guy there. Uh, how do you feel about Drake London? Do you think he's the top wide receiver? What, talk to me a little bit. Well, having Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson back-to-back years, ironically, both um, LSU products, having the two of them, now everybody's just going to be looking for the next – breakout wide receiver right but traditionally there's not besides the last two years there isn't some rookie wide out that just busts out on the scene and is like a fantasy elite fantasy option right drake london had that potential but his quarterback yes. is marcus mariota bro you know what i'm saying like that really puts the fucking nail in the coffin for Drake London being fantasy relevant. His ADP right now is in like the 15th round. We're going to see that come down, I think, to yeah. like the seventh or eighth. I want, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with it um, unless it's like dynasty fantasy or dynasty or keeper, obviously. Um, I think, like you said, we're going to see a lot of targets from him uh, to him, but, you know, a, tar- a target what constitutes a target, right? Like he could be standing there and if Mariota misses him five yards to the right, I mean, that counts as a target, but he never had a chance at the ball. You know what I mean? Um, Anything could happen. Maybe we will see 
Um, you know, maybe we'll see him a quarterback change or something, or maybe it'll be better than we thought. But you know, I'm not I'm not holding my breath for Drake London like I'm holding my breath and hype for my boy Brees Hall, who is Mike. His ADP is crazy. Uh, fucking fantasy pros had him ranked as like the in the top fifteen for running backs. I think they did you weird. see that? Like the top fifteen man, for I running know, backs. Man. I think. Maybe, but I don't know. It's 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 giving me Clyde Edwards Hilaire vibes heavy. Um, you know, his ADP is one sixteen. I think we're going to see that go in the top five rounds for sure. Um, and you know, just in college, Hall killed it. Like he's a big back. He's a third, third down, three down back. Um, you know, last year he rushed for one thousand four hundred seventy two yards, which was seventh in the country, and twenty touchdowns. Um, you know, he broke the college football record uh, with 24 consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. I mean, that's – he basically had a touchdown in every game in his college career pretty much. Um, this is a guy who I think is going to be what we thought Clyde Edwards could have been. Um, and Clyde Edwards is a victim of his own hype. I mean, that was Mike's boy from day one, the first Grand Central Fantasy podcast. Never forget, he was jerking off Clyde um, Edwards-Hilaire. And – I think we'll see with Edwards Hilaire that he's like, you know, a solid running back too for the rest of his career. But I do think Brees Hall, and I, you know, I love that he's on the Jets. Dude, I really think we're going to be drafting Brees Hall in the top um, 10 next year in 2023. I think it's what do you think fair. about that? I think it's definitely fair. And I know it's like the cool thing for like people to shit on the Jets and, and you know, yeah. fuck fuck them because you know what the jets are up and coming and the jets offensive line is really not that bad especially their rushing attack you look, look at the team last year they ran the ball efficiently last year average 4.4 yards per carry which was good for 11th in the league behind an average you know offensive line which has gotten better this year already with uh the sim- signing of guard tomlinson so you know Maybe Becton stays healthy, probably not. But if he does, you got that in there, and you got some a very solid offensive line leading the way for Hall. So uh, I like it a lot. I don't know why everyone, you know, Brees Hall went to the Jets, and people are like, "Oh, this is the worst landed spot for uh, a running back for Hall." Basically, like his career is over before it started. Don't get it fucking twisted. Hall is a fucking certified baller. You know, you we all know the numbers from college. They're out of this world. And not to mention, Hall played behind a pretty shitty offensive line in college. And I'm not a big college guy, but just yep. from doing my research and talking to my my peoples, um, that's what I got from it. So even if this Jets are this fucking terrible offensive line, like Brees Hall is a playmaker and, you know, he will get by. Um, you know, he's a, he's a solid pass catcher. Um, he's got breakaway speed. I'm probably going to have him, you know, uh, they have him as 14th at running back. I'm I'm going to have him inside my top 20, Sean, this year. Um, you know, Jets went heavy with the ground attack. Uh, Robert Salah made that, you know, a priority for them to keep defenses honest. If you watch him last mm-hmm. year, he's got, you said he's got the making of a three down back. And you and I were talking about Michael Carter, you know, when it first happened, I still wasn't, you know, too down on Michael Carter. Um, you know, I still think Michael Carter is going to get some play. Um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but oh, of course, yeah. um, you know, you know, uh, I'm very, I'm as a jet fan, I'm very happy that Brees Hall's there. Um, 
And from a fantasy standpoint, I think it's a very nice home for him. Exactly, dude. I mean, the line, you got Tomlinson, like you said before, but I mean, you don't even need anybody else really. Like what, if you want, what's his name to stay healthy? I mean, we still got Fant. We still have McGovern, even Van Roten too. I mean, it's like they, this is a good team. This is a good offensive line. If fucking, uh, Brees Hall was going to Arizona Cardinals. He'd be on every fucking Gatorade oh, commercial exactly. being hyped up because it's the Jets. You know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, that's it for the Grand Central Fantasy po- Podcast, boys. I got to say, it was a good one. Nice little warm-up. Be on the lookout because this is the beginning of the season. We're going to be dropping shit starting in June. This is it. We already have a couple blogs up there, a little one on Watson, but you know, if you've listened this far, you probably already read that. That's for damn sure. So, um, you know, we appreciate the support and, uh, you know, no, Mike, man, you I'm pumped first podcast off our chest. Um, I'm ready to keep it going, ready to fucking grind with you guys all season, this off season. Let's fucking get it. We are committed to you GCF fam. Let's get these trophies, baby. We out.